Welcome to another inspirational episode of Monetizing Your Creativity. Hi, I'm Natalie McNamara of Namara Represents. I represent the uh, commercial practices of Canadian photojournalists and documentary photographers working with both still and moving image. Monetizing Your Creativity asks the question, what does it take to earn a living with your creative talents? I really believe that you can tell the difference between like a street photographer and somebody working on a long-term project where they're connecting with the people that they are photographing. For example, to, to focus on the relationship that you're developing and view it as a collaboration between subject and photographer, make that connection and it'll be evident in the, in the images. We focus on the success principles common to all disciplines by interviewing producers, directors, writers, actors, cinematographers, music composers, animators, designers, and much, much more. Learn how to create your own path to success. Let's roll. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Monetizing Your Creativity. I'm your host, Marvin Polis. Not joining me this time is your other host, Fred Keating. Why? Well, because Fred and I are actually both at the Banff World Media Festival, and Fred is off at another location at the festival. He's talking to some other people, rounding up other interviews. And I'm here in the room with Natalie McNamara. Natalie is an agent and a producer, and her business is Namara Represents. Natalie, tell me what you do. Yes, I represent the uh, commercial practices of Canadian photojournalists and documentary photographers working with both still and moving image. Now, what's special about your business? I think the main thing is that we don't uh, create images. Um, they're not glossed over. We're not uh, setting up scenes. We uphold all the tenets of photojournalism, but applied to commercial clients. How does that actually transpire? I know that you were part of a presentation this morning, and you talked about how this type of photojournalism journalism is actually used in some really interesting branding campaigns. Mm -hmm. Think of it as a photojournalist in residence program. We would partner with a brand, set out the storyline that they're after broadly, and then uh, the photographer would take in a sort of photojournalist in residence program where they spend usually at least five days, but sometimes longer, at a place working with, if the storyline, for example, the project we did with Fairmont was about the people who make up the Fairmont family. So in that case, they were interviewing and shadowing Fairmont employees for a period of a week. Now, was that used in an employee recruitment campaign then? No, I think that they are going to use it for internal marketing. Uh, however, it's uh, the, the project is only just completed, so you won't be seeing it online and out there uh, for a few more weeks yet, but but it will be a campaign directed toward the public. Okay, so it's photojournalism as applied to marketing and branding. Where did the inspiration come for this sort of business? Prior to launching the agency, I had been a gallerist for nearly 10 years, and my capacity as such, I represented two of the photojournalists that I still work with, Dominic Nahr and Ed O. I've exhibited and worked with all of the other photographers as well in some capacity. So those relationships have been established for many years already. And what we saw lacking was a new way, a different way for the photographers to direct their work. All of them are well-established and very successful leagues and leagues of awards in the editorial field. Many of them have done some commercial work, but usually the clients find them in special circumstances and we wanted to grow that side of their practice. Now, how do you find your photographers or how do your photographers find you? 
Well, I have to say that I tend to work with photographers, artists that I have relationships with. So it usually starts with a meeting. I generally will do my own research, find their work, and know for myself if it's something that I can stand behind and uh, if I want to represent their work. So none of them approached me by emailing a portfolio, for example. All of them, it began with a relationship that grew into a professional one. Now that's really a recurring theme that we hear about from people that we interview in this podcast is that this is really such a relationship business. Most businesses at the core are really relationship businesses, especially when we're talking about an agency model. They need to trust me. I need to trust them. Even if I met somebody for the first time and absolutely loved their work, I would want to develop a rapport with them before um, you know, getting into bed together professionally. Now, are you a photographer yourself? Because I think you studied photography at Ryerson in Toronto, if I'm correct. I did. I, uh, am, am I a photographer? No, I, I, I don't practice other than uh, as a hobbyist, I suppose. Um, but I have a, a reverence for photography that I developed as a, as a student in Ryerson and have maintained since. I see. So where do you see opportunities for photographers now? The field of photography is changing rapidly. Everybody knows that it's not going to be what it was. In the field of photojournalism in particular, there's a lot of question around the ideas of objectivity, what that means, is it even real? What are your responsibilities when you're in a reportage type scenario? And how are you expected to behave outside of that example, that scenario? So in terms of opportunities, I think they're endless. We, we kind of have an opportunity right now to decide how we're going to craft the field in some ways. There are fewer rules, I think, than there has ever been before. One needs to decide what their own set of ethics and standards is going to be in terms of their own practice and work within those. And then the second question is, does the market respond to how you've set up your own ideals of being a photographer. Now you talked about how the photographers who work with you really come from that that base of your relationships. What about pursuing your clients in this photojournalism business? Is that a relationship thing as well? Absolutely. Word of mouth and relationships. I think that before any contract is signed, before any uh, project has been conceived of even, you're meeting and, and deciding if you're going to work well together over an extended period of time. Of course, these projects take months and sometimes years to come to fruition. So if you're not getting along, if you don't believe in, in the other's company, then it probably won't go very far. Now, what do you think are some of the personality attributes that are really important, not only for photographers, but anybody who's working in a creative field? Curiosity, I would say. Number one for a photographer, especially this kind of photographer, you need to be curious about your surroundings. And I think for many, it's a love of photography, but really the camera is almost a tool by which they gain access to these places and scenarios that they're very curious about. And other things that really make a good photographer, when you see somebody's portfolio, what do you look for? The technical is first, it has to be a given. If one is not a strong photographer technically, it often doesn't go beyond that. Step one is learning your craft and mastering it. Beyond that, I think it's great to have a voice, to have a, a certain area that you are interested in. In the case of photojournalism, if that's where you're going to start, then perhaps it's a part of the world. Dominic Nair has made his career largely on all of the work that he's done in North Africa, for example. That can then translate into the commercial side of things, because I think that the commercial clients are looking at the editorial portfolio to decide where to place you. And what about people skills? Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, really, what you're doing is trying to investigate the story of individuals. So if you can't connect with your subjects, then I'm not sure that you're going to have a lot of luck developing the story. 
And what are some of the ways that you found are really effective in connecting with people? You know, I think number one is time. I don't think you need to be an extrovert to connect with people. I think you need time. Instead of doing a story over a period of a week, try to give yourself one day a week over a year and see the results that you get with that sustained experience with the subject matter. Other advice that you might have for young people who are interested in pursuing photography as a career? I think I would repeat that you need to first master your craft and then uh, a little dose of fearlessness. It can be very frightening to hop on a plane, go somewhere that you've never been without very much money in your pocket. But the successful photographers are often the ones who take the chances. I think another aspect of being successful in a creative career is not trying to be like everybody else, but trying to be different from everybody else in some way. In some ways, you know, it might actually be threatening to the to the viewer or listener because you're so different from others. But in some cases, it's almost a matter of being same thing, only different. What are your thoughts on this? I agree, absolutely. You want to set yourself apart. You certainly want to be unique. Another thing that you might do is look within for a story. I think it can be dangerous to look for something totally novel uh, because maybe it's not a, a subject that you relate to. Uh, what do you know? What's your experience? Start there. Sometimes it can be as simple as, I was a Boy Scout and I'm really interested in the movement. You have experience with it. You probably have a contact or two. Start there. And when you see good photography, you know, I guess other than the technical things that you've already talked about, what really causes you to take pause? Where we're talking about subjects, human subjects, connection with the people that you're photographing. I really believe that you can tell the difference between uh, like a street photographer who is trying to remain anonymous and somebody working on a long-term project where they're connecting with the people that they are photographing. In that sense, I think you want to treat your subjects as collaborators rather than objects. To be lit, for example, to, to focus on the relationship that you're developing and view it as a collaboration between subject and photographer. Make that connection and it'll be evident in the, in the images. Do you see that the future of photography is really employment-based or is it freelance-based even more so than it has been in the past? I absolutely think that it's freelance-based rather than trying to go in-house. I think a lot of companies are moving away from that model anyhow. Where agencies are concerned, it's often relationship where you're working off commission, working together on projects. The agent will source work for you. You'll together decide if it's an appropriate project. And then the agent will collect a, a commission on the job while you retain the balance of the, the fee. So what does it take to survive the freelance lifestyle? Well, it doesn't hurt if you're willing to sleep on a couch from time to time. I think if you have a, a really high standard for uh, living, then that can be challenging at their early stages. But I think that's also plays into the idea that photographers often have an adventurous spirit. And in that case, you know, spending the first year of your career sharing an apartment with a few people isn't really that big of a deal. But once you get traction, it can be a very good career. Is that correct? Once you get to a certain point, if you've had some success and a bit of luck, there's always need for a little bit of luck. Then, yeah, then things start to change and uh, it becomes what your parents will consider a viable career. Well said. Any other thoughts before we wrap up? I think if you're passionate about photography and you know that that's what you need to be doing, then within yourself, you're just following your gut and that will usually take you where you need to be. Wonderful. Thanks for joining us, Natalie. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to Monetizing Your Creativity. Be sure to join us next time by subscribing to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please leave a review. It helps us with our ratings. 
You can also visit monetizingyourcreativity.com for more information about the show. And hey, be sure to tell your friends who want to understand how to monetize their creativity.